0: When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com.
1: Here we use a lot of F-words. Food, fiber, and farming. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
2: Friday, another one of those F-words that we can use today. Good morning, Aaron Zimmerman here with you on the Midwest Farm Report on a cool, crisp Friday morning. Another one of those fall-feeling temperature mornings. We had beautiful weather last night for the Luke Bryan Farm Tour out at Stotts Brothers Farm in Marshall, Wisconsin. But it looks like those cooler temperatures might be coming up from here. Farm Director Pam Yaki will be in with Stu Muck, Ag Meteorologist, after just a little bit to get those forecast details for the near future. Now, eventually, those cool fall temperatures will turn into bitter cold winter temperatures that we all can expect here in Wisconsin. Lee Parker, vice president of energy and retail with Alcivia, shares a little bit about a propane shortage going on right now, but what you can do to prepare and have enough propane to keep you warm through those winter months. Then finally, we'll wrap out the show with farm director Pam Yankee talking with Lucas Conme of Compure Financial talking about some changes here you can expect in 2021 and into 2022 now let's get things kicked off here on friday morning september 10th
1: We're on keeping Wisconsin strong if you're interested in a rewarding career with a strong Wisconsin company, Rural Mutual Insurance is looking to add to their growing team of successful employees and agents. Apply online today at ruralmutual.com/careers. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong.
3: Lots of fall activity, as usual, around Wisconsin with our crops. Bob Bosal here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And a lot of the emphasis, of course, and how soon will the corn be ready for chopping? I know some have started already, and it'll be full speed ahead before too long. then we get into all kinds of activities as far as corn and beans are concerned. But, Aaron, you had a chance to uh, talk to some folks about something else a lot of people should be considering and doing as we get into
2: fall. Yeah, Bob, and at all the field days I've covered lately, cover crops have definitely been a hot topic, and for good reason. Aaron Zimmerman here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison with sustainable and regenerative regenerative agriculture being on everyone's minds, cover crops are another tool in that toolbox to help farmers. I was able to talk with TJ Cardis of Saddle Butte Ag for a few more details on cover crops and what people need to do, need to do if they're planning on planting them. He says if you're looking to plant them this fall, don't wait.
4: So there's multiple uses for
2: cover crops.
4: So if you're in a dairy area, I mean, one thing is it can be used as a forage. But the main starting points of covers are
5: you know scavenging
4: nutrients, breaking up compaction, uh, making your water cleaner because you're scavenging up all the nutrients, you're not letting them get down your water table. Erosion control, you know wind or rain or washing helps with that. Those are like some of the main reasons. The, the underlying current of cover crops is the carbon that you put putting in the soil. Every time you have a growing or a growing plant in the fall in the spring, before and after your cash crop, putting carbon in the soil, and carbon feeds your microbial community. And that's what feeds your plants the next year. So that's really the big key of cover crops. But we start people out with the simple ideas of, you know, compaction alleviation, erosion control. If you're in a dairy or feedlot area where you need extra forage, it's a great forage opportunity for you the next spring, possibly even the fall, depending on when you get it off and what species use. And then the water quality, and, and the erosion, all that plays into, it. and then the carbon is the underlying thing that not a lot of people talk about.
2: Now, if people haven't used cover crops before but are interested in it, what kind of things do they need to do to get planning if they're going to start using it? Is it something they need to start thinking about now? Do they wait a little bit? You know, kind of where are we at on that?
4: I would get started asap. I would get a hold of your seed supplier right now that you want to get covers from. Uh, we have dealers in Wisconsin. There's many companies that do have dealers in Wisconsin. There's There's, you know, there's a lot of companies, Wisconsin, Iowa, Minnesota. Reach out to those guys and find out what's available because seat can get kind of tight at times. And if you're going to do any custom, you know, have a custom applicator do it, you need to get on his list. You know, we have guys that do a lot of aerial application in parts of Wisconsin and Minnesota. You need to be talking to them. I mean, those are all areas that your seat provider can lead you to. You know, I guess the first starting point is talk to your seat provider and give them your list of goals. I always tell my dealers, ask for a list of goals. What are we trying to accomplish on this farm by planting cover crops? What are we trying to do? Get that figured out and then go from there. But I would I would start right. In back really, if you think about it, we should have started two months ago. I a lot of us did. We've been moving seed for almost three months preparing for this fall.
2: Sure, and now you mentioned a little bit before about starting simple. Let's talk a little bit about you know these people who maybe haven't gotten into it but want to get into it and need to plan now. What kind of things are you going to tell them as far as some simple things that can get them started the first time that maybe we can continue to work on it later on?
4: So what's a great starting point is if you've got corn or corn salad, you're going to go back to soybeans. Winter cereal rye is just a no-brainer. So say it's just corn for high moisture in Wisconsin or just grain corn or Minnesota or Iowa, whatever. Start with cereal rye if you're going to go back to beans. It works really easy. Winter cereal rye, fall cereal rye, whatever you want to call it, start there. A bushel to 70 pounds is terrific. It's great for weed suppression. It's easy to control in the spring. You can plant green into it. You can terminate it. it. It's a really easy product to work with. There's other things you can put into it that are easy to work with, you know, like some of the brassica you can put in there. Um, if you've got corn silage, like I said, start easy with that even, too. I have guys that don't want overwintering. So, like, after corn you use oats, radish, some peas. Most of it dies, or it all will die, and they go ahead and plant corn in the spring into it. Um, if you've got beans going to corn, I like to use winter triticale and oats in that mix. Get it on now. Get it on real soon. As soon as those leaves start to drop or get ready to drop, get it planted. But the starting point, the easiest starting point is corn going to beans. Or if it's corn on corn, let's talk a little bit about winter kill mix. Maybe that's where we do use, like, the you know, rapeseed or or the oats or a combination of these things. And I like I like small combinations to start with. One to, one to three species get people started so they can identify it, they see what they have out there, they know how to terminate it. It's not this big 20-way mix that they really don't know what they're looking at.
2: Let's talk about a little bit. A lot of people are interested in the sustainable farming side of things these days. And, you know, it's really important to be able to continue to use this land and and continue to be able to be productive on your farm, let's talk a little bit about how these cover crops really play into that sustainability. You mentioned a few things before on kind of what they do, but, you know, why is it so important to being sustainable?
4: So the, the part about sustainable, regenerative, the one part that I always think that's left out of that equation or that, those phrases, is profitability. That is, the, that is the underlining thing with the carbon that we aren't talking about with these covers is we're trying to stay more profitable. Why are we trying to stay work profitable, sustainable, regenerative is? We're trying to reduce our inputs and manage our inputs better. And that will make better soil. So the reality of this is we are farming soil right now. It's been farmed for a long time. It could be very degraded. We're trying to re- ramp that back up with adding multiple roots into the, into the system when the crop is not growing. So fall and spring when your cash crop is not growing, you add these roots to put carbon in the soil to to feed your microbe community so your microbes are alive. The other thing you're trying to do is prevent erosion. We don't want our soil washing down the ditch in a heavy rain event and we don't want our nutrients leaching down into the water table or into the into the ditch that goes down to the river, that goes the river goes to the Mississippi, the Mississippi goes to the Gulf. At the Gulf, the epoxy zone is getting bigger. We need to clean that up, and we need to start up at our end. So everything you do in your watershed or at your end of the tile line affects everybody down the stream for practices. So the cover crops, what we're trying to do is keep the soil healthy, keep it alive, keep the water clean, and, and make, a better, make a better environment so this, this ground becomes more resilient going forward. If you look around every city, We've black-topped a lot of really good black, productive ground. We're not getting that back. So we're going to have to farm what we have, and we have to take care of it better. You know, I tell everybody, you put your grain in a grain bin to protect it. You put your machinery in a, in a shed to protect it. You put your, put your car in a garage to protect it, your pickup. But your soil, which is the start of your farming operation, you leave naked and bare half the year. You throw some fertilizer out in the spring, kickstart and say, let's go put a shed over it, put a cover crop over it, protected armor. The most valuable thing that the good Lord gave us is good, healthy soil and clean water. we got to protect them.
2: And let's talk about, too, besides the sustainability aspect of it, let's talk a little bit about back to that profitability. How can these cover crops be used outside of just protecting the soil, outside of protecting your ground and keeping it productive? Let's talk about maybe grazing it, harvesting it, those kind of things that can also tie back into your operation.
4: Right, so if you have cattle, if you have a neighbor that has cattle, and he needs more forage, cover crops and forage go hand in hand. So in our company, we have BioTill Cover Crop Line, we have the Forage 360 Line. The reason is they're interchangeable products. And what we're trying to get across is if you need feed, cereal rye, triticale are great fall crops planted, Italian ryegrass planted in the fall, late summer, you know, you We've had stuff where we've added oats in that mix. We've taken a fall cutting off it. We've taken a spring cutting off it. and got some tremendous forage. A couple of things that happen there. If you have a FOS issue, you start scavenging up and removing the foss. If you have a neighbor that has cattle and he needs somewhere to go with manure, you know, one of the five principles of soil health is putting livestock back on the land. Well, do you have to graze all of it? No. Maybe you let him take a forage and he hauls manure back on your farm for you and knifes it in. What a great opportunity to work with a neighbor to help him stay profitable. You get manure. Cut your commercial fertilizer use. I'm never going to tell anybody cover crops will, will – you'll never use fertilizer again. You'll manage your fertility and your herbicides better than you did it with what you're doing before. That's what I kind of try to strive with, guys, is we start to manage better to become more profitable. So grazing, once again, too, you can do some interseeding. Do some great grazing in the fall, graze in the spring. Go back to your cash crop. There's just huge opportunities with covers to feed a lot of cattle on limited acres.
2: All right. Anything else you'd like to add about cover crops or things that people should kind of get in their minds this time of year?
4: You know, the one thing we just got to look at, guys, is is we're already almost into August. We are in full season swing of this. So if you don't get something done this year, you know, you just get bottlenecked, it doesn't happen. we got a huge opportunity this spring. We have frost-seeded oats. We've frost-seeded annual ryegrass. We've frost-seeded red clovers combination of these things. You can always start in the spring and start your cover crop program then. So there's always an option of something you can do. But the one thing you need to do is just reach out to somebody that's got a lot of experience, You know, understands the equipment side, what you're going to need, understand the seat placement, the timing, what you want to see out there. Start talking to them. Find a peer group or network group around you that is, uh, that is, is doing this kind of stuff And work with them. Go to meetings with them. Sit with them and visit. Pick their brains. Because a lot of us have made errors. I'll stand up in front of a group and tell you 100 things we've done wrong. Not 100, but, you know, a few things. I'll tell you, don't do that because it doesn't work. We found out we can't do it that way. We have to do it this way. So, you know, start looking at that. Meetings are great. Go to the meetings and listen. Take it home and say, how do I put this on my app?
2: T.J. Cardis of Saddle Butte Ag with some more information on cover crops. Like he said, if you're interested in getting cover crops in for this fall, don't wait. Get talking to your seed provider or agronomist right away. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Aaron Zimmerman.
1: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
6: Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers
1: Bank your local
6: independent bank. We are the premier provider of commercial, treasury, mortgage and private banking services. Our team blends experience with the latest technology to make banking easier. We provide the advice and solutions you need. To learn more, stop by or visit settlerswi.com.
7: Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know. Member
6: FDIC equal housing lender
1: protection a name you can
7: trust when service
3: is a must monona plumbing and fire protection serves all of dane county and the surrounding communities and with our new location in monroe we also proudly serve all of green county from installation repairs and maintenance to complete sewer and drain cleaning we've got you covered visit mononapfp.com monona plumbing and fire
1: protection a name you can trust when Service.
5: Are you ready for the next generation of body sculpting? A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Current body shaping devices have addressed unwanted stubborn fat and skin laxity. But what if we want more muscle strength and toning? MSculpt is our new body sculpting device at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie that uses high-intensity electromagnetic contractions. With a 30-minute treatment described as equivalent to 20,000 crunches. Msculpt is approved for abdomen, arms, thighs, and calves. And it's also the world's first non-invasive butt toning and lifting procedure. Msculpt is a safe, effective addition to any workout program. The possibilities are endless.
7: Let your natural view
5: View our specials at Rejuvenation Clinic of
1: Hang on to your tractors. Here's another update. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. A lot
0: of tractors, a lot of wagons, a lot of big equipment rolling now that the silage harvest has begun. Are we going to be able to keep that up? We'll find out. It's time for a Comp Your Financial Ag Weather Update. Stu Ag Meteorologist, joining us this Friday morning. So, yeah, uh, I can definitely tell that people have been taking advantage of the drier weather, Stu. Going to stick around this weekend?
3: It's going to stick around to get the weekend underway. Sunday, yeah, that might be a little bit different. Uh, Let's look at a system well out to our northwest, but it's going to bring a bit of a warm front up into the area. That's why today with south and southwest winds, I expect a lot more mild air to build in. Absolutely, it stays dry. But temperatures, well, uh, they rise today at least 10 degrees above average. We should be in the mid and upper 70s for highs. I expect mid and upper normal I expect mid and upper 80s for today, so a real warm one. You have to expect as that warm air builds in, something's going to change, and a weak cool front will try to drop in from the north. Uh, Late Saturday night or into the day Sunday, a few scattered showers. The possibility of an isolated thunderstorm could build in. I haven't seen a whole lot of rain being pictured with this system, a tenth of an inch or two, but that may be enough to mess things up a bit, if not late Saturday night possibly Sunday towards Sunday afternoon or Sunday evening, instability lingers. A little scattered shower chance lingers into early next week as well. I'll have forecast details right after this.
6: Compure Financial helped us get into our forever home. They helped me expand more than acreage.
0: And helped our dairy grow for the next generation.
3: At Compure Financial, we see potential in every plan. Our focus on exceptional client experience is at the heart of everything we do. And our financial team will help make every step easy, and convenient. See why our clients trust us to make their goals possible. your Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender and equal opportunity provider and MLS number 619731 copyright 2021 all rights reserved.
2: Celebrate our century and sesquicentennial farms across Wisconsin. There is a growing list of over 1,800 farms across the state that have been family-owned for 100 or 150 years. Besides being recognized at the Wisconsin State Fair, you can find out about them all year long thanks to our friends at Compeer Financial. Meet the families and hear the stories by logging on to midwestfarmreport.com where more are added each month. It's all thanks to Compeer Financial, committed to agriculture and rural America. Celebrate century and sesquicentennial farms with the Midwest Farm Report. The Wisconsin Soybean Association works hard to share the voices of Wisconsin soybean growers
1: at the state and national level. And you can become a member at badgerbean.com. Besides a voice in Washington, WSA members receive free seed, discounted event tickets and products, not to mention news on the latest in soybean research and technology. And being a member of the Wisconsin Soybean Association also makes you a member of the American Soybean Association. So join today at badgerbean.com and help the Wisconsin Soybean Association go to work for you.
0: Let's find out about the weekend then, Stu. We've got the Wisconsin Sheep and Wolf Festival at the Jefferson County Fair Park in Jefferson. This looks like one of the first times in a couple years the weather's going to be with them.
3: Yeah, kind of warm for Saturday. Count on that. Our Computer Financial Ag Weather Update does call for a sunny day on this Friday. Upper 70s with the south and southwest winds picking up a bit, oh, about 5 to 10. We stay clear yet tonight. Not too bad. Upper 50s. South winds at 5 to 10. Mostly sunny. Here's your warm one Saturday. Upper 80s. 88, maybe pushing 90. Either Madison or La Crosse. Southwest winds 5 to 15. And then by late Saturday night into Sunday, a scattered shower. Could be an isolated storm. Sunday with that rain chance. We'll still talk about some upper 70s in the east and south. La Crosse and Boston could hold in the mid or lower 70s because that cool front tries to slip on through. That scattered possibility of a little isolated rain or something like that, Pam, that lingers Sunday night around toward Monday as well. But I just don't expect a whole lot of rain out of it.
0: Well, all right, we'll take that. Like I said, once the once the harvest begins, we don't need much in the way of rain, that's for sure.
3: A uh, couple of tenths of an inch, hopefully we'll all be okay.
0: All right, dude, we'll catch up with you on Monday. Have a good weekend. You got it. You too. All right. Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist, keeping you up to date on the weather details you're looking for. And on this Friday morning, it's brought to you courtesy of our friends from Compure Financial. Compure Financial is your financial partner committed to agriculture and rural America. Visit com. You know, it's kind of hard to believe that uh, in a matter of a few months, weather is definitely going to take a change. Already conversations happening about the potential for a propane shortage. Aaron Zimmerman's going to bring us an update on what we know on that coming up.
1: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
5: Are you fairly fit but would love a little edge up? Are you entering middle age with a slowing metabolism and weak core? Sculpt may be your answer. A skincare Minute with skincare expert, Michelle Neeson. Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie is proud to be one of the first clinics in the area to offer this new muscle building technology called MSculpt. It's approved for building and toning abs, arms, butt, thighs, and calves. Sculpt works. One 30 minute treatment can be equivalent to 20,000 crunches or 20,000 squats. It's safe, effective, and painless with virtually no downtime. Sound too good to be true? Visit Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie to learn more.
7: Let your natural beauty shine through.
5: View our specials at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. If you're a motorist of the four-wheel variety, please watch out for those of us in Wisconsin who do their traveling on two wheels. Adjust your mirrors to reduce your blind spots. Allow motorcyclists a full lane width. Use your turn signal when merging or changing lanes. And allow more following distance between you and the motorcycle. Motorists and motorcyclists can work together to achieve zero preventable deaths on Wisconsin roads. Zero in Wisconsin. Together we can save lives. Learn more at zeroinwisconsin.gov.
7: Sponsored by the Wisconsin DOT.
6: You rarely think about it, and it often goes unnoticed, until your basement or building floods. A reliable sump pump can be a lifesaver, preventing flooding by detecting water levels and pumping the water back outside, away from your home or business. If your sump pump isn't functioning, contact your friends at Benjamin Plumbing. They can replace your existing sump pump, floats, and check valves. They'll even upgrade your current system to include a battery backup system the battery makes sure your system continues to work in the event of a power outage. Away from home? Receive pump activation alerts on your smart device. Enjoy peace of mind and improve the value of your property with an upgraded sump pump from Benjamin Plumbing.
2: Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses. I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com.
0: Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business.
2: Benjamin Plumbing. Landscape Envy, that's what you create when you add Kalani Wash Decorative Stone to your landscape. Choose from our selection of multicolored stones for around trees, shrubs, and under decks. Plus, we offer gravel stone for walkways, driveways, and a base for patio bricks and retaining walls. Visit KalaniTopsoil.com, or you can simply pick it up at our awesome processing plant. Kalani Topsoil. Now that's good dirt. And good-looking decorative stone.
1: At Tom's Auto Center, we like to say we're the getter
3: fixed, getter done to get you going, guys. Because we're one of the largest independent auto shops in the area. Tom and Tom of Tom's Auto Center. With 12 bays and a lively group of highly skilled mechanics, we're able to do just that. Tom'sAutoCenter.com
6: Tom's Auto Center. We're
1: the getter fixed, getter done to get
6: you going, guys. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank where we can help you finance your new home and help grow your business. We listen to your goals then offer solutions that simplify complex financial matters. We'll show you how
2: easy it can be to get things done. To learn more, stop by or visit
6: SettlersWI.com
7: Settlers Bank Timely decisions People you know
6: Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender
7: Looking for that unique, one-of-a-kind engagement ring. Something that you can customize yourself. Maybe a gorgeous pendant necklace, diamond earrings. The place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They're an icon in Madison. They've been around forever and right on State Street in their same location, a couple blocks from the state capitol. They're the place to go to when it comes to buying jewelry. Goodman's Jewelers has everything from the more traditional style jewelry for your engagement rings, pendants, necklaces, earrings, to the more modern styles as well. They can customize and create anything for you. Unique funky diamonds, one-of-a-kind pieces, stuff you won't find anywhere else, and price range for everyone. When you step into Goodman's Jewelers, you'll feel the warmth and you'll feel welcome. They'll treat you just like family. You want to go somewhere where you can trust when you're buying jewelry for that special someone? Then remember my friends and family at Goodman's Jewelers. Right there, a couple blocks from the state capitol on State Street. Goodman's Jewelers. But, Rob,
8: he was saying uh, when it comes to a contract, like, he says, no, I'm not going to end the regular season. It's not happening. Is he solely putting his card on the horse that is Aaron Rodgers? Well, if he does, it's a mistake, guys, because, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, the Packers can certainly take him when the year is over. And, you know, they, they can trade Aaron, for example, to Denver. Um, or something to that effect, and and get back a boatload of draft picks. But you know, um, and and I think you know behind closed doors, the pa- the Packers and Rogers probably have a gentleman's agreement at this point in time that unless something dramatically changes, that's going to be the outcome here after the 2021 season. But 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 Devontae's fate is is going to be held, you know, largely by the Packers if they choose to take him, and that that could obviously lead to you know a lot of hurt feelings and even a potential Adams holdout at some point in time. Um, But, but I think a guy 28 years old who let's be honest, probably has another three to five really good football years left.
9: The
8: the Packers aren't just going to let him walk guys and and receive whatever they will from a compensatory draft pick standpoint. I, I I would, I would lean to think the Packers would put the tag on him and, and deal with whatever comes next. If they, if they can't come to some kind of agreement now now the other thing Evo, you know fans and fan bases and people in general go go kind of crazy um at this time of year when certain contracts aren't done let let let, let's be honest i mean this happens year in and year out where you get through a summer teams haven't you know solidified uh you know uh, contracts with guys heading into the following season. I think we were having this talk, guys, last year about Aaron Jones, for example. Right? Uh, we all thought because the Packers and Aaron Jones didn't get anything done going into the 2020 season that he was a lock to leave, and and even guys the first, you know, leading into free agency. I think we all thought Aaron Jones was going to leave, and then and then things eventually find a way to get done. Um, I, no, Evo. Uh, I don't. I don't think Adams um, is is lock and step with with Rogers. Uh, so much of this is going to depend on where Rodgers winds up getting traded. I mean, if it's a team like Denver, guys, obviously they're loaded at the wide receiver position. Are, are they going to have room for a guy like Adams and that, and that potential contract? That would be a surprise to me. So a lot of it is where Rodgers winds up. Now Adams can eventually work his way there, I guess, if he wants to. But but no, I, I, I don't you know I, I don't think it's a, a given by any means that these guys are playing together beyond the next 17 games.
2: Yeah, and Rob, if he does somehow find his way out of Green Bay, I think Packer fans will finally get what they've wanted, a receiver in the first round.
8: <laughs> yeah, maybe even a couple of them, right, Nellie? Mean, they, they, they will have to. I mean, keep in mind, after you know. like
2: They're not going to have anything after him.
8: No, and, and MVS is in a contract here, right? Kanye's yeah. contract going to have to, you know, come front and center here at some point in time. It's probably a one-year a gig here with Randall Cobb because he He's not, you know. I, I think Amari Rogers is actually the only guy under contract after after this season, guys. So they, you know, they, they've got a lot of flux at that wide receiver position moving forward. It, it that that unit will look dramatically different, you know, a year or two from now that, than than it does today. And Hold Rob, you me,
2: Rob. Especially if you're going to turn it over to a young quarterback, that's your guy. You're not. You're going to have to
6: surround him with somebody. You can't just have him throwing to Amari Rogers, myself, Ebo, and RJ. Well,
8: I'll take the paycheck though. Yeah, they won't handle it the way the Lions did, right? For example, and you know, let 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 a you know let 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 really good people walk out of town, right? Like like Marvin Jones and 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 the kid who went to the to the Giants, for example. Um, that and 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 then try to fill it with a bunch of mid-level and low-level guys. So the the Packers will be aggressive. And and they will they will they will absolutely use a a, a number of draft picks to, to to restock that position, but again, guys, we'll we'll, we'll see how this plays out. Know. I mean, if they have, if they have to eventually commit twenty seven thirty million dollars a year to Devontae Adams, um, and I'm not sure they will. You know, because let, let's be honest, guys, if if they turn it over to Love. They're in the middle of a rebuild slash, you know,
4: reload, retool,
8: whatever you want, whatever t- title you want to put on it. Do they want to commit that much money to a a wide receiver um you know who's who's approaching his 30s would it we you know what would, would, would they move him for draft picks much like they did with Rodgers and and now a guy like adams is obviously in the different cities than Rodgers. i mean they might come out of this guys if, if they make another super bowl run or even win it and then trade you know both both rogers and adams take take a guy like adams and then move them um they they could come out of this guys with you know let's let's call it three to four first round picks and, you know, a couple of seconds and some thirds or something like that. They get six to eight picks for those, those two guys together.
1: Roses are red, violets are blue, and you bet she'll be talking farming with you. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
2: Aaron Zimmerman back here with you on the Midwest Farm Report this morning. Now, from the Alcivia Farm News Desk, here's what's happening on a Friday. Now, as much as we don't want to admit it, those bitter cold winter temperatures will be here before we know it. That means it'll be time to turn off the A.C. and turn up the heat in your house or on your farm. Lee Parker, Vice President of Energy and Retail for Alcivia, shares that we are currently seeing some shortages in propane supplies as we are with other fuels around the globe. But he shares what we can do to make sure that we're prepared for those cold winter months that are ahead.
9: Yeah, we've got a lot of things in the market today regarding supply that have everyone's attention. Um, the impact of COVID on oil production has impacted propane production as well, uh, leaving our supplies through the summer that normally build at a much more rapid rate than they have over the last several months, causing some concerns for us in the business that they'll be the product we need when uh, when the cold season hits
2: now when people are kind of planning ahead for winter what kind of things do they need to know if you know there's going to be a shortage on propane
9: well one of the things they need to make sure that they do to protect themselves is go into the winter with their tanks full uh, a lot of industry Companies offer a summer fill program, such as us, to be able to top tanks off in the warmer part of the season and to prepare for that first cold snap that hits. The second thing that they should do is to make sure that their supplier has a plan in place for supply and has good relationships with their suppliers to be able to perform if things do get tight.
2: Now, you mentioned when we were visiting before that this isn't necessarily just a local issue for people here in Wisconsin or even in the Midwest. It's more of a global issue.
9: It's definitely a national issue. There are a lot of export facilities that have increased their capacity to ship propane out of the country versus leaving it here at home for domestic purposes. So that has been one major impact on our supply growing through the summer is the level of exports. But it's also uh, uh, we are a long ways in the Wisconsin and, and upper Midwest markets from where propane is stored and so the farther from the lower midwest and the gulf port that you get the more significant the problem may turn out to be
2: now do you see this being kind of a continuing issue or is it something you think kind of here will get caught up eventually
9: i think supply is going to be in the discussions for propane for many many years to come the the pipeline and the infrastructure is that's in place is moving the product closer to export facilities than to where it may generate revenue for them in cold weather. So we will continue to have to improve our plans to make sure that the supply is here for our customers as we go. I think, again, that we'll be able to manage the supply very well for our customers. I know it will be a lot more work on our shoulders to make sure that they are taken care of, and we're confident that we are able to do that. Um, Our customers, again, just need to continue to monitor their tank levels and uh, keep an eye on the news such as this to make sure that there's not any pending items coming as we get closer to cold uh, winter seasons or get through the grain drying season. But just aligning themselves with a with a supplier is about the best step they can make and then just making sure that their tank levels are monitored um and, and managed correctly.
2: Now what other things might you want people to know um, you know, on how to go ahead and plan for this or how to really know what they need to get through the winter, whether, you know, like you said, if, if you're using it just for home or for grain drying, all those kind of things, how do how can you let people know, you know, how to plan and what they need?
9: You know, the the best feature uh, of our organization and many others like us is that we shoulder the burden of that planning for our customers. So we kind of pride ourselves on the ability to prepare for those situations and lessen the need for the customer to manage their energy supply uh, individually. So just aligning with someone that has that passion for their customers is one of the best items they can do. The other item that we do and that we offer and many other organizations do is the ability to contract your propane and be on a supply or a purchase agreement plan so that we are aware that there's going to be a constant need and we are set up to be able to service those outside of the stress points of winter versus during them.
2: Anything else that you'd like customers to know, you know as we get into fall here and planning for winter?
9: Just not to forget to contact their supplier and make sure that they have a plan in place, um, both from the contracting perspective as well as to take advantage of some automatic route and keep full options that are offered to them from a delivery standpoint, and then uh, rest assured that they're taken care of and have that trust in their supplier.
2: Be sure to plan ahead and get aligned with a propane supplier so you aren't affected by any supply shortages. As we all know, Wisconsin will bring those cold winter months before you know it. That was Lee Parker, Vice President of Energy and Retail with Allcivia. We'll be right back as Farm Director Pam Yonke shares what's going on in the commodity markets here on a Friday morning. Yes, it's the grassroots organization of people just like you that care about keeping agriculture strong. By joining Farm Bureau, you also qualify for money-saving member benefits, like savings on select Ford trucks and more. Get more details at WFBF.com. A
0: voice
1: for farmers, a vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau.
0: You know, despite the fact that we're still working our way through the pandemic, a lot of our Wisconsin meat processors are continuing to struggle, just trying to make sure they're keeping up with demand. Wisconsin Senator Tammy Baldwin was visiting some of our small and medium-sized meat processors. She says the federal government has set aside $4 billion to try to make the food supply chain more resilient, but she said in many cases that overlooks our small and medium-sized meat processors. Baldwin says she will take their requests back to Washington, D.C. and try to find more federal funding that's targeted specifically towards small and medium meat processors. In overnight trade this morning, we've got December corn currently up a half at five ten and a half. November beans are up two and a half at twelve seventy three. The December wheat down a penny and a quarter right now at six ninety one. Barrel cheese gained two at one forty nine. Forty pound block cheese was up two at one seventy seven and a quarter. Double A butter finished a half cent higher at one seventy nine a pound in yesterday's trade. The fluid milk contracts right now for October are down a nickel at seventeen fifty. November milk closed eleven cents lower at 1750 100 weight
1: sign up for daily agriculture updates by joining our email list head to midwestfarmreport.com enter your email address and we'll handle the rest more farm news straight ahead this is the midwest farm report with pam Youngke.
6: you rarely think about it and it often goes unnoticed until your basement or building floods A reliable sump pump can be a lifesaver, preventing flooding by detecting water levels and pumping the water back outside, away from your home or business. If your sump pump isn't functioning, contact your friends at Benjamin Plumbing. They can replace your existing sump pump, floats, and check valves. They'll even upgrade your current system to include a battery backup system. The battery makes sure your system continues to work in the event of a power outage. Away from home? Receive pump activation alerts on your smart device. Enjoy peace of mind and improve the value of your property with an upgraded sump pump from Benjamin Plumbing.
2: Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses. I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com.
0: Now you've got a
7: friend in the plumbing business.
2: Benjamin Plumbing.
7: Looking for that unique, one-of-a-kind engagement ring, something that you can customize yourself. Maybe a gorgeous pendant, necklace, diamond earrings. The place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They're an icon in Madison. They've been around forever and right on State Street in their same location, a couple blocks from the state capitol. They're the place to go to when it comes to buying jewelry. Goodman's Jewelers has everything from the more traditional style jewelry for your engagement rings, pendants, necklaces, earrings, to the more Modern styles as well. They can customize and create anything for you. Unique, funky diamonds, one-of-a-kind pieces, stuff you won't find anywhere else, and price range for everyone. When you step into Goodman's Jewelers, you'll feel the warmth and you'll feel welcome. They'll treat you just like family. You want to go somewhere where you can trust when you're buying jewelry for that special someone? Then remember my friends and family at Goodman's Jewelers. Right there, a couple blocks from the state capitol on State Street, Goodman's Jewelers.
1: From her mouth to the field's ears, this is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
0: Hey, it's time again to catch up with our friends from Compure Financial. Remember, they're all about what's happening in rural areas as well as our agriculture uh, partnerships. And we need to keep an eye on some changes, some developments, not only that could impact this year, but that could impact your attitude, your uh, ideas for twenty. 22. Joining us today is Lucas Conme. He is Compeer's state insurance product officer and you know we don't often talk about changes in regards to insurance availability for farmers Lucas but lately maybe in in light of all the upheaval during the pandemic there's a couple different things that have got adjusted. Where do you want to start? Which one seems to offer the most opportunity for Wisconsin farm families?
10: So let's uh, thanks for that, Pam. And thanks for having me on. Uh, let's first talk on the forage side because on the forage, it doesn't get a lot of headlines or a lot of conversation. Uh, so I just want to bring that to the forefront because obviously, uh, in Wisconsin, we, we still got a lot of dairies and, and forage is a pretty key crop, uh, for those producers. So, uh, there's, there's, a, there's actually a lot of forage options out there. Again, it doesn't get talked about, uh, too often, but I, I do want to highlight some things. Uh, Last year you, I think I, I talked to you and you, farmers may have heard about a product called ECO or SCO. Those are acronyms, uh, enhanced coverage option or supplemental coverage option. And what now I'm going into 22, those options are available on, uh, forage. So there's a policy called the forage APH policy, which is individual coverage for the producer protecting that, that alfalfa crop. But now you can throw these higher levels of, county-based coverage on top of that and we have SEO uh, has been around for a little bit but ECO will be new for this year and that can that can allow the farmer to get up to you know like a nine percent band of coverage up to 95 percent of their forage APH uh, so it's a really good opportunity if we have any widespread issues in a county uh, we get a lot of a big winter kill event or we get really bad flooding or we're having issues That type of policy can, um, add a lot of extra coverage. Um, again, it's a subsidized product. It's not a private product. So it's, it's definitely something to, um, look into, uh, and and ask your insurance, uh, insurance person about because i i think it's it's opportunities that often get missed and something we need to keep in the forefront because that crop is so important to producers
0: you know i think one of the problems we run into lucas is deadlines we're never sure when we can apply for these kinds of enhanced coverage uh, or what deadlines are i mean that's one of the tricky parts about forages am i doing it when i'm seeding it am i doing it uh before first frost uh you got any guidance there
10: Sure. And that's a really good question. So I appreciate you bringing that up. So there, since there are different forage options, there are different deadlines, one, uh, for a new seeding past uh, here in July, but the next, the next important date is September 30th. Uh, so keep that in mind that that actually goes for wheat as well. Um, but the next big forage sign up is September 30th. And I know guys are going to get busy here doing silage and there's a lot going on, but, uh, pick a rain day, make the time, um, uh, to sit down with insurance, uh, an insurance agent and, and learn about these options because it, it might be something that's beneficial for your options. So yeah, the, the next the next big deadline coming up here is September 30th. That goes for a couple different crops. Uh, so make the time here in the next month and, and educate yourself about them.
0: Now, I also note that there's some new winter kill policy that we might want to discuss as well. Kind of goes hand in glove with trying to protect that forage crop.
10: Yeah, there's there, there's been an option out there. There is a new one if you're um, some of the some of the headaches. Or some of the roadblocks we'll say for for is, you know, if you take an individual policy, you got to keep back track of production. So there is some policies that just identify winter kill and maybe a little less headache. There is um, those are private offered products. Um, so there's not the subsidy there, but it's still a good option and something to to ask your computer agent about. Um, you know, if, if if winter kills what you're worried about, bring that up, and then again, we can make sure to educate educate the producer on what all the options are because they're, they're getting difficult and it's um, not difficult. There's just a lot of options. So if you come to your insurance agent and know, you know, what your goals are as a producer, how much dollars of coverage you need on a crop, uh, what you're really trying to protect that, that just sets the stage uh, really well for you to have a conversation and not go down the, all the options that are available. So really concentrate on that. That's something you're going to see from us is, you know, if, if you as a producer can be out there, Know what your revenue goals are per acre. Buy the crop. Really, what you're trying to protect. If you can come to us uh, with that, then we're not there trying to trying to figure out which. Which policy is best for you. You tell us what your goals are and we can we can show the options that best fit that.
0: Yeah, Lucas me is along with us in case you're just joining us. He's Compeers, state insurance product officer with plenty of changes that you need to be aware of. Now, we also are kind of keeping an eye on some of the dairy-related items and also for corn and bean planning into 2022. Which one do you want to talk about there, Lucas? Because I think some folks are starting to take a look ahead at 2022 and uh, cost opportunities or shall we say profit opportunities on corn and beans.
10: Yep. So let us uh, let me briefly touch on, on the dairy side of things. Uh, you may have heard there were some changes to the old LGM product um, coming into the summer. So DRP is still out there. LGM uh, changed to a weekly sale versus monthly, and it, it gets you a shorter window to look at than DRP. DRP is looking at quarters, and now um, LGM is going to look at two months. I just wanted to highlight it there, I think coming out of uh, the initial covid uh, idea when prices tanked you know dairy producers um, looked more heavily at insuring insuring milk and that continued strong into 2021 but i think things have kind of slowed down there hasn't been a huge rally or downturn in the dairy market things have kind of stayed flat but so i just wanted to you know bring it back around that that's an important thing to to remember and to think about uh like i said i think a lot of milk got insured for 2021 but maybe a little slower to start for 2022. So don't forget about that. Um, Don't put it on the back burner. It's still an important thing. Uh, Let me go back to um, 2022 corn and soybeans. There's another policy that I've we've talked about. You may have heard about margin protection. So that's covering your corn and soybeans for 2022. Uh, That's different than the regular uh, RP policy or even the ECO policy that you may have taken last spring. Margin, we're starting to track prices now. We're in the tracking window. And what makes that uh, at least a conversation? I know people are shy, probably still trying to worry about selling their 21 crop and all the things different go- that are going on. But just a heads up, you know, we're tracking prices for next year, and we're above five dollars for corn and 1250 for soybeans. So it's it's one of those things. I know it's a far out, and you're you know not thinking about making your crop insurance decision. Your corn of beans on a crop that's not going to get planted till next spring, but margin protection. Um, is a good policy. We're tracking now for prices, which so it's, it gives you a, you know, before we track in February, it gives you another opportunity. And it's also a policy that, uh, protects against higher inputs. So I, kn- I know inputs have gone way up. They're high now, but if you have any concerns that they're going to continue to go up, it's certainly a policy you should ask your crop insurance agent about, um, to see if it's it's a fit for your operation.
0: Got it. Just out of curiosity, curiosity, Lucas. What about uh, rates? I, mean, I think that's another reason why sometimes farmers drag their feet a little bit. If if I'm not getting benefit of a discounted rate or something like that, pulling the trigger over early. I think they sometimes wait to see maybe what the first of the year is going to look like. Any any discounts or anything we should be aware of as far as that.
10: No, so it, what happened uh, last spring with with insurance prices? Just like everything else, there's there's a lot of volatility in the corn and bee market, uh, you know, as you've seen. And one of the biggest drivers for crop insurance costs is price. So the two biggest drivers are cost and volatility. So both of those are very high right now, which is going to make insurance policies um, cost a lot. But again, what we really need to concentrate on is the value. I mean, we're we're able to insure dollars. Uh, north of $900, which is something we definitely did not have the opportunity f- to do a couple years ago. So I, I just want everyone to keep in mind that, yep, uh, crop insurance costs jumped last spring. That has continued. These policies do cost more, but we have to look at it as the benefit of how much coverage you're getting. And that's just not something we've been able to ensure here in the last few years. So, again, it's it's a give and take, but, yeah, the the volatility in the market, and these higher prices are definitely driving costs up for insurance.
0: Well, I think you definitely made the case to have the conversation with our ConPierre financial manager and uh, crop insurance uh, advisor. That's Lucas Conmey. He is ConPierre's state insurance product officer. And like he said, stop and take a look at the new forage-related tools that you've got as far as insurance is concerned. Dairy producers, stay on top of the Dairy Revenue Protection Uh, what's going on with that, and like he said, some changes to LGM. And then let's also keep in mind uh, the possibility of protecting yourself when it comes to the margin side of things for corn and soybeans come 2022. Have those conversations today with your Compure Financial Advisor and all the complement of staff that they've got for everything from uh, insurance right on through to uh, tax preparation. We're getting closer there too. Lucas Conme, keeping you up to